welcome in Carter Hutton to the show for a third time uh, on Sports 1440. Good morning, Carter. You're with uh, Kevin Carries and CFL Grey Cup champion Eddie Steele. Good morning. Kevin, Eddie, how are you doing? Glad to be on. Third time's a charm here. Excited to uh, get back on there. Last two, I kind of dodged. I was on vacation with my kids, so I got the call back, and I was pumped to jump back on. Yeah, well, I have to. I really have to apologize from the last time you were on because I, as soon as I said it, I went just a second. I got to remember the first time you were on. You were with on. You were on with Grant Fuhr. I our, was our co-host. The second time you were on, I said, "You know what? We got to get you on when Grant is on." And I could hear you on. I just felt it through after I said it, and then I went, "He was on already." Like what a dummy <laughs> I was to say it. So I, my apologies for not remembering. But uh, good to have you on again, Carter. No problem. Glad to jump on. Obviously, uh, you know, obviously an honor talking to Grant. I got to meet him a little bit when he was yeah. playing golf in Thunder Bay. So great guy, and obviously. Uh, Hockey Hall of Famers. So for me, someone I look up to and always nice getting to uh, pick his brain and hear his side of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's start with the Oilers goaltending situation. And I'm sure you've been keeping a close, keen eye on it. And just how impressed have you been with the play of Stu Skinner here, you know, when the Oilers were on their little run and just even the other night in, in Vegas? Uh, your thoughts on Stu? You know, honestly, it, it's not just the results that I love. It's the way he's playing now. I think when the first time I was on was when he was struggling and they had the whole issue early in the season, and um, you know, before Jack Campbell got sent down and it was kind of chaos, right? So I think Jack getting sent down and being like, here's the keys to the castle, Skinny. This is your job. Run with it. He just looks calmer, more confident. I think the team is playing a better game as well. You know, it's less reckless. You, you have your superstars buying into the way they need to play. So for me, I think it's just instilled throughout the team that he is making those saves that early in the year they weren't making. And as a goalie, I've had times where, you know, I've struggled as well. And you can tell the team grips are stick a little tighter. It's harder to play the same way when you don't trust your goalie. And I think right now they have bought in. He's playing well. And for me, you know, this team is looking like a juggernaut. Carter, sticking with the Oilers here, uh, with Jack Campbell's play really starting to come along down in the AHL, would you even consider uh, recalling him, bringing him back, or would you just not want to mess with what's going on? I think it's really hard to mess with what's going on, right? I know there's so much different, uh, you know, especially in this cap space era where you're dealing with, you know, it's a big contract down in the minors, but for me... My take is just to get him away from the group right now. If you start bringing him in, you don't want him. If it's not broke, don't fix it, right? And Picard has gone in and played well when he's got a chance to get in. And for me, it's maybe it's playoff time or something. You just have that depth. You have him around if you have to go to him. But I think right now to bring somebody in, you know, it makes it a little tricky, right? It's kind of the same at trade deadline. Some teams that are playing well, you go and make a trade, it might mess up the gel of the team. And that's kind of where I think they're at right now. Carter Hutton, uh, Daily Faceoff, our guest, Kevin Carey's Eddie Steele, on a Friday morning on Sports 1440. Uh, Cal Pickard is going to start tonight, Carter. What what do you make of how he's come in and played, you know, once every five games or so and, and really, really done the job? You know, I obviously Cal's a veteran. I, I You know, I've been with him a bunch. I've played against him coming up. You know, we're, we're kind of in a similar spot at once in our career, right? You know, he's been a good number three. He's got a lot of time in the NHL. I kind of broke in a little earlier and had more time substantial in the NHL. But for him, he's a veteran guy. He understands his role. He's not going to rock the boat. He's not going to mess with Stu. And that's important, right? And for me, I've been in that situation when you're only playing one every five or once every two weeks. You know, it's easy to kind of drift away. But for him, with his experience and his repertoire of just being in these situations, he knows how to play on limited games and getting in there and no excuses getting the job done so i think he's a perfect fit for the situation 
And for me, he's done. He's played so well. So tonight to see him get this start is good. I think to get back in there. And the same time, you need to get him in there once in a while because Skinner needs his rest, right? Because at the end of the day, the ultimate goal is to play well when the playoffs start. So you know all about that. How tough is it to come in there and play, you know, once every five games or so and, you know, make sure that you're sharp to give your team a chance to win? You know, honestly, I, th- I think for me, I-, I really learned that when I was playing in Nashville. I was playing behind Pekka Rene. I think one of the years he was up for the Vesna and he was playing so well. And then one of the years he was struggling. So it was either Pekka was playing really good, he had to play, or he was playing really bad, he had to play. So it was like one or the other. There was no, they had to get him going or they wanted to keep him playing. So I think the biggest thing you need to get over is the fact that, you know, I haven't played in a while. You know, I'm not in a rhythm, you know, because if you're not going to do it, somebody else is going to do it. Right. So the feeling sorry for yourself Mm -hmm. because you're not getting minutes. So the way I viewed it was I would set myself up for success in the way that I practiced and the way I prepared and the way I put my work in off the ice. And I would never fall back on, Hey, I didn't play because nobody wants to hear that. Right. So I think for me, this situation where Skinner is playing, Picard knows his role. He's a veteran guy. He's excited to be in the NHL, let alone he's not mad about getting minutes. So I think for him, managing those emotions and having the experience makes it a perfect fit for him in Edmonton. Carter, I was going to ask you something else, but you just uh, you got my mind wandering as you were speaking there. Uh, keeping it real, bro, what's one of the biggest challenges of being a goalie? Uh, that is one of them. You know, honestly, like not playing on rest. Um, And just the fact of like, when you're fighting it, like your team is not going to win. Like if you are not playing well, it's just an automatic kind of loss. Right. So I think that is probably the biggest pressure you wear on your chest is in the sense of everything falls with you. Right. If, you know, a D man or a forwards having a bad night, there's a way to kind of, you can erase those mistakes and get through it. Where if you're a goalie and you're fighting it and, you know, you seem to hear in Toronto and Ontario when Samsonov was struggling, it was almost painful to watch. Like you felt for the guy Mm -hmm. and I've been in those situations. So I think that's the hardest part of like, it's the cross you bear as a goalie, right? Where if you're having a good night, you're the hero. Everybody loves you. But if you're off, man, you feel it. The crowd's booing you. And especially nowadays, you can't turn your phone on without someone telling you how bad you suck. No yeah. doubt. <laughs> Carter Hutton, Daily Faceoff, our guest on the Kevin Carey Show with co-host Eddie Steele. Uh, love your uh, DFO when you do the starting goalies, uh, Carter, and kind of do a deeper dive. And you did that uh, with the Calgary game last night with New Jersey. Can you just touch on your when you're kind of setting the table for that and when you're kind of doing that deeper dive, what's your mindset to kind of throw that all together and and put it together in a a neat little, you know, two, three minute segment? You know, I honestly, I just try to find games that I think are going to move the needle a bit where there's might be a bit of a storyline, you know, especially in the goalie department, right? I'm trying to, and then at the same time, not that I'm a pro better by any means, but, you know, just try to see patterns, right? I found throughout my career finding goalies that are playing well or, you know, kind of streaking at the right times. Teams in rhythm tend to stay, you know, going that way. And also finding back-to-backs or teams that have traveled on the road. You know, sometimes you kind of find little unique uh, hits like that. I think I just use my experience, what I found over my career. But for me, it's just the fact of, like, finding goalies that are playing well make a big difference in a game, right? Guys that are in rhythms, guys that are fighting it. So, and for me last night, I obviously, I, I hit the flame. So I don't know if you knew that one, but we'll take <laughs> yeah. the flames on the road. I'm sorry yeah. to do that to the Edmonton fans, no but I have to take that one. Yeah, no problem at all. Carter, uh, just with the deadline looming, uh, focusing around the league, uh, who are some of the more major focus f- focuses for trade targets in terms of goalies around the league? 
so I think right now, like Montreal's got to be right up there, right? With Jake Allen, they've been carrying three all year. I feel like Kent Hughes has done a good job of keeping those three in rotation. And Sam Montembeau has taken a big step forward to be a starter. So I think Jake Allen becomes one of those veteran pieces. He's won a Stanley Cup before. There's a potential that he gets moved and it might be at like a limited cost where I also put Marc-Andre Fleury in that category, you know, as a guy that could be a rental player to go to a team, you know, even like Edmonton where he'd be happy to sit on the bench and just play once in a while and just be that guy that just in case. Um, and then the big name guys for me, obviously Jacob Markstrom, you know, a guy with term who could get moved along those lines, like John Gibson. Those are kind of the guys where if you're making a move for those guys, you're kind of got to give up a little more. So it'd be interesting. Obviously Elvis Merlukins in uh, mm-hmm. Columbus has asked for a trade, but he hasn't played well enough to be demanding those trades at that contract, which is kind of showed. So I always find it that a bit comical, right? I understand these younger guys are a little more outlandish and they, and they think they want the world, but you know, you got to put up or shut up kind of thing. So it's, it's been an interesting market. It'll see how it'll be interesting how this plays out. Cause there's a lot of teams that are, not having great years goaltendingly, statistically. Like, if you look at Carolina, they're second last in the league right now in save percentage. So if they start getting some saves, they're going to be a pretty dominant team come playoff time. Yeah, what do you make of, like, even with uh, Carolina's situation in goal, uh, you know, with Kachetkov and, you know, um, uh, Ranta got the hook again. Or no, he got injured again and came back, and Kachetkov got the hook. And What do you make of what's going on there in, in Carolina? Yeah, it's frustrating because you, you've seen them start to play better now and get get a little bit of goaltending. So now to have the injury, Kochekov gave one up the other night from center ice, yeah. which was tough uh, to watch. And, and obviously, Freddie Anderson is mm-hmm. a big-name goalie and a guy that I played a lot of games against, but he's just always been so injury-prone. So it's one of those things where Carolina's built to win. Like, they have a good team. They're coached well. They play the right way. But they just haven't been able to get consistent goaltending and healthy goaltending, which is hard to come by nowadays where when, especially when you have a platoon of three guys that can all play, but no one's really kind of grabbed it and run with it. So that would be a team that wouldn't surprise mm-hmm. me if they could make a move to someone that's kind of stabilize that position, because that is a team I think in that conference, nobody wants to meet, especially in the Eastern conference, nobody wants to play that team come playoff time. Cause in a seven game series, they're going to make it really hard on you. Carter Hutton with us on Sports 1440. What are your thoughts on Aiden Hill? We saw him the other night against the Oilers, made 30 saves. Was the reason that the Vegas won the game. And even go back to last year's playoffs, he was one of the big, big reasons that Vegas eliminated the Oilers. What do you make of his style, for one thing? And just the fact that, you know, he's, his goals against is under two. Can he win the Vesna with limited games played? A lot of questions in there, but kind of wrap it up if you can. Yeah, you know, I, I think for me, obviously, it needs a bigger sample size. But um, what he's done over the last season and this season is truly mm-hmm. awesome. It's fun to watch. I think if I was a betting man, like if I was to do a bet 365 on him at the start of the year, I would have never guessed he would have continued on from that Stanley Cup performance. You know, he's kind of more of a backup bouncing around, solidifies himself, wins the Stanley Cup, and comes back and answers the bell this year. It's been pretty impressive. So, I also believe he's a product of a well-defended hockey team too, right? There's nights where he's really good, but if you watch him, he's never out of position. He plays a bit deeper. And another guy I would consider him in that category would be like Connor Hellebuck. They play deeper in the net. They let the game come to them. They use their size to their advantage. But what Aiden Hill has done this year has been very impressive. So it would be interesting as long as he can stay healthy down the stretch here and get in a bunch of games. I think he puts his name in the hat for the Vesna, but with only 19 games played compared to like Connor Hellebuck's 36 or Swayman's 28 and Stuart Skinner's 35. You know, there's just not enough sample size for me. But yeah. the way he's playing is, if I was a betting man, I did not think he was going to get it done. So, But he is, uh, he's really uh, shut me up this year, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. 
Now that the uh, All-Star weekend is in the books here behind us, I just want to get a goalie's perspective of uh, the skills comp and what you thought of that, man. That looked pretty taxing to me. Yeah, yeah. It's never. Uh, I feel like the goalies are always just a hung out to dry when it comes to those competitions, but at least they threw in a hundred grand for uh, Georgiev picking up the win. So it, it, it's nice to see them in the net trying, you know, giving her, because sometimes I know in years past they do like the shootout moves and you can tell the goalies don't even know what to do. They're just kind of awkwardly standing there trying to let the guy score. So it's nice to see them playing and playing well and, and moving and showing their athleticism. Because I think at times during a game, people don't realize how explosive and how athletic the goalies are in this position, right? Where when you watch the fastest skater, or you watch these guys go through the skills competitions, you know, you watch Connor McDavid skate laps. You're like, you know, it's pretty eye opening how amazing athletes they are. So for me, getting to see the goalies be involved in these games and, and show their athleticism is always fun. And, you know, they obviously had a limited sample size of it this year, but at least it was cool to see them out there actually giving it their all. Have you decided or whittled down your starting goalies for DFO for tonight? I uh, so I so I don't do a Friday game. Oh, okay. So I'm 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 looking at tomorrow. So I'm I'm not too sure yet who I'll go with. Um, but I I usually kind of come up with it the day of once I have some confirmed starters. So right. it'll be interesting. But if I was to pick today, like looking at the schedule, I like this I like this Minnesota Pittsburgh game because Flurry's mm-hmm. playing. So that would be definitely one that I would kind of bite into and try to uh, get the storyline going there. Yeah, big history with the Pens and obviously good buddies with Sid and all that. Do you know like how many? Do you know of all the practical jokes and things that Flurry has done over the years? Or is that is that in I, the I, goal? Is that in the goalies union that you don't kind of release? No, no, that's good stuff. I, I I can't say that I know them all, but I know he's a practical joker. I've kind of. Uh, I'm used to endeavoring to some of those, too, with the younger guys. I remember one time when we were at Buffalo, we had the rookies. It was Tage Thompson, Casey Middlestat, uh, Rasmus Dahlin, me and Zach Bogosian. We had bought them uh, all pink dress shoes because we were on, like, a big Western road trip. So after the first practice in uh, Calgary, I think we started in, uh, they went to their stalls, put their suits on, and we had all the size, nice bright pink dress shoes so they had to wear them for about 10 days or something <laughs> on the road so i thought that was a good one. Oh, good stuff hey uh, carter thanks for your uh, time tonight third time was a charm thanks a lot for coming on uh, and have a good weekend hey no problem thanks for having me guys